When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated hey, welcome to another episode playoffs, of fights, Great News. Even next uh, I do future. this with Mike Catherwood and don't twice a week. The MLB, Mike, you want to explain to people back, what we're baby. trying to do? Who are you yes, picking to win the World inundated. Series? Better say Dodgers. Uh, Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including so live betting news, and your favorite media. Vegas casino and poker people games. being awful to each Super other. Super easy, man. Get started. Uh, just head on over to the website to today. To kind of use your mobile device home. to join and, and use our promo code BLEAV. That's BLEAV. That's 5-0. And we really bonus on your first um, further bet online where the game starts. Thank you so much, bet online, for bringing where this there podcast is just to the millions people. and millions of these stories of people being amazing and things happening with animals and and whatnot. Where you get you real you realize that the world itself is actually really a beautiful place, just lightly punctuated with negative stuff that you get to see all day. Right, and so this is a, a good balance to add to your life. Mike also does the intro for this uh, as uh, as called for by myself. And I believe today I would like to hear Paul McCartney. That's right. That's right. I'm happy to sing it. I got to get that liver puddlian <laughs> of course. going. Well, it's an intro. Oh, it's an intro. Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues. Kevin and Mike, it's to give you all the great news. <laughs> Not bad. John, that's a pretty. That's a pretty impossible one to do. John Lennon in the back going, "That wasn't fucking very good, was it?" <laughs> you want to try it again? Maybe I'll get Yoko <laughs> to sing it. <laughs> All right, my first story is a Dutch. Oh, oh by the way, that's an that's one we can do in the future. Oh, John Lennon? No, Yoko. Oh, Yoko. Let me write that down. We'll do that at the end of this episode. Good luck. By the way, expect this video on an upcoming episode. There was a when Chuck Berry passed about a couple years ago, a video surfaced of Chuck Berry performing live on a American talk show. Right. And he wanted to do a duet with John Lennon. Sounds great, right. right? You're both like Chuck Berry, John. John Lennon brings out Yoko. And Yoko starts singing with Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry's like, and everybody loves the do-do-do. And then Yoko hits her part. And Chuck Berry's face is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my goddamn life. He looks <laughs> over like, this bitch, what? Are you out? <laughs> Yoko. If, if you haven't heard it, Yoko can't, cannot only not sing. She sounds like a car accident. It is at, on purpose. That's what she's going for. Yeah. 
And I'm not and saying that Yoko Ono never does anything of artistic validity. There's got there's that, something mm, there, but she's mm, definitely trying hard to not be enjoyable to listen to. Yes, agree. Yes, agree. Go ahead. Uh, Dutch Visionary helps refugee camp recycling all of its plastic trash into new products. So trash, of course, is one of the biggest problems that we have on Earth. And this is an amazing thing that came up, a refugee camp in northern Sahara that relies on international aid for everything. So they bring in food, they bring in medication, they bring in everything that they need. Um, He has discovered, he has uh, created a relatively portable plastic recycling machine to turn the camp's waste into objects like this chair on the left. That's recycled plastic. It's an incredibly small piece of equipment. They gave it to the camp and they said, this is something you can use. Here's how you use it. Train them. And the refugees then learned how to use it and are turning their plastic trash into things that you can actually use. Necessities, yeah. It's a... uh, it's a company called Precious Plastic, and it was started by Dave Hocken as part of his studies at the Design Academy in Eidenhoven in 2012. And uh, it, it, it'll continue to donate these machines and let people build their own businesses, turning plastic into usable items, <clears throat> which seems like it's killing two birds with one stone. That is you're getting You're getting rid of the plastic, but you're also getting things that you can use and that you need in a refugee camp. That is, that's great. Amazing. That's amazing. And, you know, look, we're going to count on people like Mr. Hawken to, uh, to sustain us for the future. Cause it takes that kind of brain power and ingenuity. And when you, and when you see like recently it was earth day and you see a lot of the coverage of earth day, you do see basically all the problems, but for the most part, you don't see a guy like this. Who's, created a machine himself that can solve a decent amount of this. If it gets um, scaled up, it could, it could solve a decent amount of this problem. And that's exactly why we bring you great news. Cause you don't see right. this guy. Correct. You see the earth falling apart. Correct. Which it is. Um, <laughs> Kevin. Yes. You ever go get a makeover just so you could feel like a, like a real beautiful man. You can feel confident about yourself. A full makeover? No. Okay. Well, neither do I. But I was going <laughs> to try to play that theme. But right. I. But I thought but, that. So you're asking me, of all people, if I have ever gone and got a makeover. All right. Well, I you, strike you as the kind of guy that would get a makeover. Done, well, you've done television, so you have had some a professional. Invest, I've done television. You've had a professional invest his or her interest into you looking amazing. Okay, let me just not to sidetrack this story, but when B, my partner at the time, and I worked on E! Entertainment Television, they handed us a bag of makeup and said, good luck. And we had to put our own makeup on. So I'd walk out and he'd go, you really want that giant chunk of black right here? And I'd go, no, take it off. So I haven't had a lot of other people put time and effort into making me look good. If video existed of you and bean putting on your own makeup no that would be that would without question be a great news story (laughs) that's agree (laughs) well here is someone who just knows that it's going to be an investment in their confidence it's going to be a boost to their morale check out this makeover 
It's a dog. And it smiles. Look. It's clearly loving life. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> wow. And by the way, in the in the little uh, caption, um, the the owner of the dog put, "There's nothing on this brush." So don't people who think like I'm putting chemicals <laughs> on a dog's face, <laughs> don't rest assured, I'm not putting any cosmetics on a poor dog's face. That is fantastic. Just to see that smile is great. Just so like. It probably just loved the itching, like the scratchy of its face. Listen, I, I think I'd like that. I, I would, would like just, somebody to just take a brush and just <laughs> rub it on my face, even though it doesn't have anything on it. I'm good with that. Uh, the next one, we we focus on some lemonade sales because they seem to be the first thing that comes to people's minds when you're a kid and you're trying to make a difference. How do you raise money? Lemonade sale. So this is a uh, nine-year-old who raised $2,000 for shelter cats. After he saw that they had no toys, two grand from a lemonade stand. He walked into a local animal shelter. Look at him. Oh, cute kid, man. Were you like that when you were nine? No. Was I? No. For animals, I would do it. I just wouldn't have the ambition or the thought to actually get off my ass. Right. You this know. kid's name is Ben Miller. He's from Boise, Idaho, and he collected a whopping $1,150 in one weekend. It, wow. was his, it was his third lemonade sale and since 2019 and when he was visiting an Idaho Humane Society with his grandmother, and he noticed that the cats didn't have any toys to play with. And his mom helped him create an event on Facebook, and that tells you everything you need to know is that uh, one kid's lemonade sale on the internet with a lot of people who care about animals can turn into something huge. A lot of people were just donating. They didn't want lemonade. They were just like, uh, here's some money for your cause. I love what you're doing. And here's some money for your cause. And let's help these cats. And I that's a beautiful thing. It is. It's fantastic. And what I think is like the most beautiful is that I think there's a lot of kids who, if you said, can you do something to help animals in need? I, I think the overwhelming majority of kids, especially at nine, will be like, yeah, yeah, what can I do? Right. But then when you're given the close to two grand, it really says something that the kid goes, yes, and now I'm going to provide this money to this. You know, yes. it's not like uh, I could use a new Xbox, you know? Yep. No, that, not only that, but also uh, I'm going to keep doing this because yeah. – this is a really satisfying thing that I'm doing. Chances are, oh, chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're interested at least somewhat in weight loss. So before we continue the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom really understands that everyone's weight loss journey is very unique and what works for someone else isn't going to necessarily work for you. So Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible, focuses on progress, not perfection allowing you to work toward goals at the pace you're comfortable with. So start building better habits for a healthier, long-term result that you're looking for. Sign up for a trial at Noom, that's N-O-O-M dot com slash B-L-E-A-V, believe, that's what I'm talking about. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash B-L-E-A-V. All right, personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful about your habits. Come on, now's the time. It is 
N-O-O-M dot com slash believe. That's Noom dot com slash believe. Kevin, I'm going to bring you a personal story for great Nope. 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 I guarantee, and I'm sorry, everybody, I'm going to apologize up front. This is going to include poop, and I don't love it, and I um, object, and I'm already writing a letter of complaint to myself. All right. I... I can't say that it I don't know why I'm writing a letter of complaint to myself, but I can't say that it doesn't somewhat include the idea of it, but it's not based around it. Okay. Two days ago, I am asleep. My daughter wakes up at the ass crack of dawn, as little kids like to do. I have no shirt on, so she comes and she pokes my armpits. Mm-hmm. and tickles me, and I jump up like that. I'm like, ah, got me, and she's laughing. And uh, my wife is not in the bed. She has gone to do something. So I look around, I was like, eh, really have to fart. Uh, so my wife's not here. My daughter's eight. I don't think I am. I'm in company that was Please, please. So I blast, and miraculously... My daughter, simultaneously, without me saying anything, rips a big fart. What? We did did synchronized farting. I'm over the moon. My daughter's jumping and spinning like we just won the NBA championship. (laughs) High fives me. Did she have a bottle of champagne and she was just spraying it all over the She might as well. She might as well have. (laughs) She high fives me. And I get up out of bed. I'm like so happy that synchronized farting has happened. And I was like, can you believe that, Magnolia? And she goes, and, and I, word for word, I made sure so that I could retell the story. I, this is, and I quote, she says, Papa, that's how the universe works. Every time you fart, there's millions of people you'll never know that are farting at the exact same time. Wow. Wisdom. Wisdom and from I, a kid. In that moment said, I can't wait to tell this to people <laughs> so that it can brighten their day. Was it? A simultaneous start, or was it offset by a second? No, no, no. It was either way. It's impressive. It was like she had no idea. I was. I, I turned. I looked, and I went to to like do it. And as I'm doing it, I hear the the the, the chorus. It was like right. Uh, yeah. Wait, is that Great all news. she wanted? Was she just Great gonna news. wake you up to fart? I think so. Have you ever gone in her room and woken her up to do that? Of course you have. No, no, I would want to, but my wife would divorce me. Come on, that would be far down on the list of reasons to divorce you. And it's a long list. My wife's pretty tolerant of my stupidity, especially when it's aimed at her. She she does not deal she like, she has, does not suffer fools when it comes to me doing stupid stuff to my daughter so magnolia is smart to check the bed and make sure you're the only parent there yes and then you guys do a duet that's a beautiful thing thank you <laughs> it's also unbelievable i know it's like those you ever see like a a, a school like a flock of birds and they can turn immediately yep. and they just know it was like we knew it was like our bird instincts. <laughs> Your fart instincts were spot on. <laughs> was it in harmony? 
No, it was it was kind of okay. janky as far as like the actual harmony. But you know, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You gotta start small. We can work on that. That's a real beautiful, great news story. Thank you, <laughs> and I love it. Uh, my next story is a potential breakthrough for colon cancer. A lot oh. of times, we're asked for money to help people with cancer, and rightfully so because it just destroys bodies. But a researcher has identified bacteria in urine that is linked to an aggressive form of prostate cancer. So they can actually do a test early on. I <laughs> like this guy, how proud he is. You should be, but I like I how would proud be he too. is. Yes, I agree. Um, so that they could find an improved diagnosis, treatment, and ultimately patient outcomes. They literally have found the test. It's unclear whether the bacteria causes cancer or is just a helpful marker that indicates that it might be there. But Dr. Rachel Hurst of the University of East Anglia in England uh, said, we hope our findings in future work could lead to the treatment options that could slow or prevent aggressive prostate cancer from developing. And you don't hear a lot of these stories either where you go, oh, we are making progress on cancer. And by something as simple as a test, yeah, you might it might be a decent marker to find out early when that's happening and how to treat it better. And that's one of the nastier forms. Um, yeah, prostate. You, there's there's ways to prevent and it, like get good um, advance notice by get doing your test. But once it's in the colon, it's it's uh, it's quite um, destructive. Yeah, how how it goes down. Um, that's that's really fantastic, man. I, I got a quick question. Yeah. You know, I'm not one to play the uh, the uh, social justice stuff, you know, <laughs> right, I, ever. I, but why was there a picture of uh, Proud Man there? I don't know. I'm not when positive. it was Rachel that did I'm not, the, the I'm not the, positive the digging. You know, I'm just I saying noticed patriarchy might be at play here. I noticed that, too. And I'm not exactly positive why that happened. But I just, want, go a, like, I, I just want to picture Rachel. I just want to. <laughs> well, I don't have that, but congratulations to her. And I'm not sure who that guy was or why he was so proud. Here is another story that isn't as um, uh, it isn't as serious as curing cancer, which is literally like a like a punchline to talking about something serious. You would say, well, well you're not curing cancer. So right. I feel um, inadequate following it up. But this is so genuinely pure and innocent and funny that I thought it should definitely be used. All right. Back when the Olympics happened, I don't know, a couple months ago, whatever, I, they were bringing in, NBC was bringing in celebrity um, commentators. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a funny idea where they would put, you know, kind of more of the off-kilter sports and let celebrities try and do the play-by-play. I love that. And here is Snoop and Kevin Hart doing the commentary for Equestrian and Snoop, the the musical talent sitting next to one of the most famous comics, absolutely takes control and pushes it to the next level. Watch this. That's a question. Oh, wait, look at that horse. Did you own a horse crip walking, cuz? You see that? <laughs> oh, oh, that's sad. Oh, oh, oh. That's gangster the book. Hey! Oh, 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 look at this, girl. Oh, come on, man. This horse is off the chain. I got to get this motherfucker in the video. Oh, you... oh my God. I got to put the horse in the video. Motherfucker's off the chain. I need that. Horse- <laughs> <laughs> and 
Anytime you need a celebrity to I don't know that horse. Is your own oh, horse crib walking, cuz you see that? The horse oh, crib walking, bro. Oh, oh, oh. oh, 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 look at this, girl. Oh, come on, man. This horse is off the chain. I gotta get this motherfucking a video. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> That is fantastic and should happen with every sport. That should be an alternate, like SAP, that should be an alternate commentary that you can get on every sport. You know how the, um, I can't say her name because I have her sitting next to me, but uh, the the S-I-R-I or the A-L-E-X-A will, Mm -hmm. you can, you can, damn it, I spelled it and she popped up um, of course they have the option to do like sam jackson's voice or right the option to do like hey arnold schwarzenegger giving you the time you know your calendar they should have that for all live sporting broadcasts it's like the option to click over that's what to- i just said no. all right sorry <laughs> i just said that should be an option for okay fine, broad- fine. but definitely you know what they should do is is award shows oh that would be great too i i I am the, the man for two days. De- you as well, Kevin. For two decades, we were, could easily go to any award show we wanted to. They would, we could get an invite without any hassle. And I'm like, no, you would have right. to pay me an extraordinary amount of money to sit through that horrible event of boredom. But that was I was a little easier because every, I would cause problems. What I would tune into every award show if it was like Snoop and Tan Mom. <laughs> Snoop and Tan Mom, yes, is a great band. We should think of we should think of combos that would be Arnold Schwarzenegger and Ricky Gervais. Oh, that would be so great! I'd watch all day. I sat next to Arnold Schwarzenegger at a Laker game, and his he and his kid, and he knows nothing, zero about basketball. So at first, I was excited. I was like, I'm sitting next to Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is awesome. And then a whistle would blow, and he goes, "What? What happened?" And I would say, "I was uh, out of bounds." And then a whistle would blow, and he goes, "What happened?" And I would go, uh, "It was traveling; took too many steps." And then a whistle would blow, I go, "It's a foul." And literally every whistle, he asked me what was what was happening. And by about halfway through the first quarter, I was like, "I need a seat anywhere else in this building because I can't explain every second of a basketball game to somebody, especially of a team that I love." Right. I wanted to move. I was so excited to, I wanted to move in a sense. So I would love to hear him do basketball. That would be so great. I Arnold is peculiar in that way because there's no, there's no debate that he loves America and that it was always his dream to come here and make a great life for himself, which he right. absolutely did in, in spades. But yet he's been here for 45 years and still talks. He may talk worse. He does talk worse. Yeah, I mean, is worse. And like, for instance, I don't know anything about cricket. I know right. nothing. I have a, a pretty sneak, strong suspicion that if I lived in Pakistan for 40 years, I would become pretty well-versed in cricket because I'd be like, hey, this is my home now. Yes, the only thing I'll say about that is this was about 20 years ago. So maybe he has learned since. Kevin, he came here in like 1970. He didn't understand out of bounds. Ah, what happened? 
every time. And I would go, oh, he stepped out of bounds. See the line right there? You can't step on the, ah. Oh. I was Be just honest. Don't just, don't just support me and give me pity for a funny story. I'm asking genuinely honestly. Yes. Did he at ever in any point make any comment about the physiques of the black players on the, on the, on the court? First of all, I heard your slip saying black. And second of all, no. I, no, I was going to say basketball players, but then I just oh. said um, No. But I mean, never is, is that really that much of a slip? There was probably like no, in the NBA. white guys. There was Vlade and, and Detlef Shrimp. Oh, Vlade. Yes, but uh, I, would, I would listen to him do basketball commentary every single time. All I need to know is who's a celebrity and do they know anything about the sport? And then I'm in. Yeah. yeah. If they knew too much about the sport, I don't want them. I don't want Drake right, exactly. doing basketball play-by-play. Right, like right, exactly. Play. Yeah. Exactly. I like it. All right, so uh, if you like this podcast, I don't have any idea where how where all that came from, um, subscribe and uh, hit the little icon thing so that you can tell when we put out new episodes, which are Thursday and Monday. And Mike will now do the outro as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ah, it's great. It's fantastic. It's a great show. It's positive things, all these things. <clears throat> it's an outro. Ah. This outro. Say goodbye now. It's great. Say hello to the happy and gigantic deltoids and big biceps. Fantastic. Your abs are great. It's great news. Best one ever. Thanks. <laughs>